It actually makes more sense than a lot of people think. I see what you did. That was a pun. I like to make sense. I'd rather make dollars, though. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Once more unto the breach, dear friends. Else fill the wall up with our English dead. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Personal Wealth Coach, starring Jake and Jeff McClure. And unlike last week, we are back in sync. Wait a minute. That's, that's like a boy band, right? But they're all grown up now. We're back in the sync. Yeah, so it's a, it's a man band. I don't know if I... It's a band. There you go. Um, or we're in a sinkhole. Yes, we may be in a sinkhole. This is the personal wealth coach where we will make bad references to old bands and talk about the economy. To begin with, oh, what's that? And sinkholes. And sinkholes. Yes. Right. Uh, they may all be in the same place. Mm -hmm. It may all be one analogy that we are thoroughly mixing together uh, to make a metaphor. Yes. Or a mixed metaphor. Blended even. Mm -hmm. uh, we will be talking about the economy together, but before to get together, but before we do, we must give you some disclosures. They are vitally important. They are so important that they are required by the government. So listen carefully. Not only is this a radio program. Wait a minute. It, that's all it is. It's really a radio program. No, it's or, also it's also going out over the internet. Unless it's on the internet, and that's all it is. If it's doing that, unless it's on a podcast as a recording that you download well, okay so all of those things are true this is called the personal wealth coach and the government didn't say that we had to say all that stuff up to here but the name of the firm that employs the two people talking here is also called the personal wealth coach it's not coincidental we started the radio program way before the firm took on the name the personal wealth coach and this radio program has been that a very very long time the firm is registered to give investment advice, registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission to give investment advice. That's fiduciary advice on portfolio management and investments and business management and trust and all that good stuff. But just because the firm's registered to do that doesn't mean we can do it on the air. In fact, it's explicit that we can't. So what are we doing? Why are we talking to you if we can't do the thing that is the thing that we do? Because we're educating. We can't give advice on the air because there's privacy rules. There's don't give advice unless you know the person you're advising. I could tell you that uh, my glasses are going to I mean just from my own experience, my glasses make me see amazing. So you should try them too. So the whole one size fits all thing doesn't really work when it comes to investments. Um, also, privacy. Now, throw another thing in here. Just because the firm's registered with the SEC doesn't mean that they particularly like us or dislike us. There's no implied favoritism or anointment or um, any of the other words that might say that endorsement or great faith or any of that stuff. They're a regulatory authority at the government. They don't do that. I mean, in some countries they do, but ours, we pay them to just be grouchy. That's what we want in the investment world we want grouchy regulators to keep people honest so there are regulators and they wanted to make sure that we let you know one that they regulate us and two that they don't prefer us so uh it's kind of like if you had 
every time you spoke to someone, you had to introduce your father and then tell the world, this is my father, and um, uh, he doesn't necessarily uh, endorse anything that I'm saying, but my father is uh, the one you should report to in the event that I say something funny. But it's reasonable when it comes to things that are purely concept, blue sky, as it were. Um, Okay, so... Next up, we don't pay for this program. I know that's very weird because we're a couple of decades into a program that started at a time that most Saturday mornings were not paid commercial programming. That has shifted completely over those years, but we're still doing this. We're also not getting paid to do it. We're not paying. We're not getting paid. Uh, we buy advertisements on the uh, studio, KTM. Uh, and we use those advertisements to tell when this radio program is. So there you go. Uh, there is no quid pro quo, Senator. Uh, why do we tell you that? Because again, the SEC said it's probably best practice to let people know that you advertise on the station. And we said, well, we're advertising for the program. And they said, well, the more they know, the better. We agree with that. So you guys uh, know we're not paying for the program. They're not paying us. That's really, really ludicrous from the perspective of economists that talk about productivity, dollars earned, how fast your wages are growing, that we've gone more than, I guess, almost two and a half decades without getting paid. That is like intentionally unemployed. Weird. Um, We get paid in our normal business, just not for doing the radio. And you've got a disclosure as well, but you also have something else. You're talking about something that's irrational. I'm a member of the Salado Planning and Zoning Commission. You and sit, I get paid. You, you're a commissioner? Uh-huh, and I don't get paid for that. And the oh. members of the aldermen, the board of aldermen. Can I use my Batman voice when I talk to you and refer to you can as Commissioner what? McClure? I'll you use can, my... If you my, want to. Commissioner McClure, can you tell us um, the next disclosure, please? <laughs> the information it. we present on this educational radio program has been obtained from sources we deem to be reliable, but we make no warranty or guarantee as to the accuracy of said information or unsaid information well, we, uh, or the completeness of right. unsaid information right yes or incompleteness or, or or the incompleteness or completeness of said information yes the known knowns and the known unknowns but then there's the right. unknown unknowns right those are big so we have wrapped up our disclosures with those last few that just cover the entirety of all things i think known we also and have violated every rule of a radio program by spending 10 minutes talking about disclosures well we spent 10 minutes talking about inanities and now we're going to spend the next part the greater part of two hours talking about the economy which Mm -hmm. is an inanity so well it actually makes more sense than a lot of people think i see what you did that was a pun i like to make sense i'd rather make dollars though okay okay (laughs) all right let's talk about the markets Okay. The S and P five hundred stock market is a stock market indicator. The US, the Standard and Poor's five hundred stock index, which doesn't have exactly five hundred stocks in it, it may have one or two more or less. See, that's part of the disclosure. Turned in one of its typical counterintuitive weeks as it took off like the proverbial scalded cat for the week. That's what we have in our newsletter, and it did. Um, the index for the week rose five point eight five percent in one week. Now, it didn't do it all in one day. It just kind of went, just like for the previous two weeks, it kind of slipped downward and downward and downward. This week, it's kind of went up and up and up. Now, on Wednesday, I must admit, it did make a little bit of a jump and then sag back. 
So it put a bump in it, but it's pretty steady rise to 4358.34. So now if you're keeping score with such things, if you if you keep score on wins and loses and so on, it is now outside of any suspicion of being in a correction. There was a debate last week as to whether we had entered into a correction or not. There's an argument that we were in a bear market last week. Uh, there's arguments in every direction because none of those things are well-defined. But it's back in bull market status by just about everybody's uh, reckoning now. What a load uh, of bull. Although, although my original bull market definition that I used many years ago, it hasn't achieved yet. What is that? I considered a bull market when it rose higher than it was at its high point in the previous bull market. And it's not there yet. Right. It's still down 9% from its record high at the beginning of 2022. And the good thing about those definitions is that we can all have our own because there's no yeah. official authority saying what it means. We live in a chaotic country. So anyway, it's now 13, it's now 13 and a half percent higher than it started the year. It's about 22% higher than last October 12th. And it's 95% higher than it was in March of 2023. Why do I cite those dates? If you've got a, a good emotional memory, you and your investor and you follow what's going on in the markets, you will notice that on, uh, in March of 2023, there was a low point when you may have wanted to, if you have the urge to do that at all, you would have said, I think I want to sell right now. And a lot of people did, of course, because that's why the market goes down is because people sell. And there were a lot of people selling in March of 2023 who still haven't gotten back in. And it bottomed again, a lesser bottom, in, on, on October 12th of last year. And the only reason it bottomed, the only reason it went down is because a lot of people sold. So if you're not one of the people who sold, you can congratulate yourself because um, there were a lot of people selling. Otherwise, the market wouldn't have gone down. And they are not happy campers at this point. Um, anyway. So uh, it's still down to 9, 9% from 2022, beginning, I said that before. The CRSP, U.S. Mid-Cap Value Index, which is the other index that we follow for the stock market because it is radically different than the S&P 500. It is, it is mid-sized companies that are uh, priced, their stock is priced at an unusually low version value versus their assets, whereas the S&P 500 is really is dominated by actually about seven very, very, very large companies whose stock is priced way the heck above their assets. They're called growth companies, um, led by Tesla and Apple and Microsoft and a few others and Meta. Uh, anyway, so the CRSP U.S. Mid-Cap Value Index, the other side of the market, rose 6.28% for the week to 2278.76, although it's still down 2.6% for the year as well as being about 12% lower than the beginning of 2022. Now, I want to add something to this. I read, I subscribe, and I encourage, if you're an investor, I strongly encourage you to subscribe to Morningstar's premium service, uh, which I think is worth every penny we pay for it they don't sponsor us and we do pay for it no. so that that is but a we do yes unbiased there's no, there's no actually quid pro, no quid pro quo <laughs> there is no quid pro quo listener in fact the opposite we're paying full freight for the thing and we still like it so right anyway good uh, stuff. they reported this week that their models suggest that the u.s stock market is significantly undervalued at this point based on two things one it's decline uh, since the beginning of 2022, and two unusually high earnings are coming in for the third quarter. So U.S. corporate earnings are up dramatically. The market value is down significantly, and so they say the market is undervalued. And interestingly enough, I followed their 
their valuation model for years and years and years now. I don't remember how many years. They generally have a very good handle on that issue. Uh, and it is, a, it is a pretty strong indicator over the next year or two which direction the market is likely to go. Anyway, um, the bond market was, as usual, the center of attention this week. It is, always is. The 10-year U.S. Treasury note fell to 4.57% from last week's top yield of just over 5%. That is a significant drop. Uh, a 1% drop if you're at 5% is 20%. So basically, the yield on the 10-year Treasury has dropped 10% in just over a week. The Treasury yield curve is solidly inverted, as it has been for a long time now. The less than one-year maturities remain around 5.5%. So if you're in a Treasury money market fund or a fund somewhere that is emulating the short-term Treasury market, uh, you're probably getting a very nice yield right now. And uh, the other, th- well, the the interesting thing also is the twenty and thirty year bonds fell a little bit. Every indication we have, by the way, suggests that that is a temporary issue, and the longer term yields will probably continue to climb. But we'll talk about that later. Um, the Treasury yield curve, as I said, is inverted. But West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil did something really interesting. Remember that the Saudis and the Russians have agreed to cut production. Okay, that means the supply or keep their production down. It means supply is supposedly constant. And the United States economy just turned in a 4.9% annualized GDP growth, which means that demand is going up. Well, normally that would make the price of oil go up, but instead it dropped back to $80.89 per barrel after rising above 90 a couple of weeks ago. So there's a whole universe of stuff that goes on there, but. We have the hope for lower fuel prices as we approach our traveling for Thanksgiving and Christmas, or if you are, if you prefer the holiday season. Yes, because people go, well, you're taking religion out of the word if you say holiday. And I say, well, no, it's know, holy. That, that means holy day. Um, it's mm-hmm. fine. You're, you can panic about something else. Right. Okay. It's, it's a right. series of holy days. It's a season when we harvest our holy days. I, just semantics there. I recommend people that are upset about taking Christ out of Xmas and so on to examine what the days of the week are called and where they come from. And if you realize for a moment that, uh, let's see. Um, Thursday is Thor's day. Yeah. So Friday's Frigga's day. And if you look at the 25th of October, that's going to be Christmas. It's going to be on Monday, which is the day of the moon, which is Luna. Luna is the god, goddess of the moon. The word lunatic comes because when Christianity came, the Roman emperor said to those followers of Luna not to gather on their hilltops for the full moon or they would be slaughtered, and they still did it. And so the word lunatic still means crazy, even though they were just very religiously um, committed. I, I don't know that that led to great worshiping of the moon after that, but we still call it Monday. So... We have a Sunday and we have a Moon Day, uh, and it goes on from there. When it and stops today is being, Saturn's Day. Yeah, Saturn's Day. We've got Woden's Day. That's why Wednesday is spelled so weird. Woden is Odin. Thir- so just just throwing those out there so that those of you that are going to spend the emotion on this can. Uh, but I don't think we're going to get the names changed. So well, we could work at it. We could we, have them we named could, after saints or something. We could all decide to 
have our own names for the days and that will make scheduling amazing. Yeah. Make it interesting. <laughs> well, we have about three minutes for a wrap up before we have to close out. Um, I'm going to take a real quick thing to say something we say when the economy is good or bad. Live within your means. Don't consistently have more debt than you're making. Um, if you're getting debt on a house that you're going to pay for for the whole time you're, that you're there, that makes a lot more sense than getting into consumer debt. Make sure you have enough money in the bank so that the next emergency, not if it happens, but when it happens, doesn't cause you to have to use a credit card because the banks will love you, but you won't love the banks. Um, buy something because you know what you're going to use it for, whether it's an investment or anything else. Don't just buy something because it's a spur-of-the-moment thing. And those are things that I say in up markets and down markets and bad economies and good. And if you follow those little things, it's kind of like wearing your seatbelt every day. It's probably not going to save you on any specific day, but when it does, it adds up. And you want to do the rest of the wrap up? Okay. Uh, same story as last hour. The We added, added 150,000 jobs in October, which is just to, almost exactly the amount the Fed would like us to add in a, in a month. The uh, inflation is running along at about month to month right now at about 1.2 to 2.4, which is bracketing the 2% that the Fed wants it to do. Uh, we saw a 4.7 annualized rate of productivity growth in the third quarter. And of course, we reported last week that 4.9% annualized GDP growth in the third quarter. Uh, as a point of uh, contrast, the European Union GDP for the third quarter was a negative 0.6%. China's economic situation, according to their PMI reports that just came out, is looking more and more grim. You are living, if you're listening in the United States, you are living in the country with the fastest, the, the, the biggest the, of a big economy. This is the fastest economic growth in the world right now. It is the most stable economically of any country in the world, of any country or block of countries in the world. It just doesn't get a lot better than this. Uh, it is, things are running along amazing, amazingly smoothly. Uh, unemployment is at 3.9%, which is certainly higher than the record lows we had, but the record lows we had were inflationary. Uh, and 39 is very close to the 4% that the Fed would like to see. Uh, admittedly, I'm confident this will get out of balance at some point in the future. But as Jake said, the last thing I wanted to say was that the uh, interest rates, longer term interest rates will probably continue to rise. And go ahead, Jake. Uh, and if you would like to talk to us off the air, I know this is weird. We've been contrarian for the last year on this and, and more about not thinking we're going to have a recession in 2023. We're almost through the year. I don't think we're going to have a recession. What do you think? No. It's not going to happen. We were right. <laughs> if you'd like to talk to us off the air, we do give investment advice and uh, fiduciary portfolio management. Uh, if you uh, so, you can call it locally at nine four two five four nine four seven eleven eleven or eight hundred nine one four seven five two six. That's eight hundred nine fourteen plan. You can go to our webpage, thepersonalwealthcoach.com or tpwc.com, where you can. Uh, sign up for our newsletter or read our newsletter going back a long time. It comes back. It comes out every Friday. It's fantastic. Listen to our radio programs. Send us a, a contact through the contact form or Jeff at TPWC.com or Jake at TPWC.com. Until next hour, this has been the Personal Wealth Coach.